Okay, good morning everyone. Uh, we're traveling yesterday, so we didn't get to do this on Wednesday. So for this week only, it's on Thursday. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. And I want to thank Becky and Avi Katz, as always, for sponsoring this year's 10 Minutes of Meaning. Leela Nishmas, Becky's father. David Ben Menachem Manish. And also, uh, this morning, our learning is dedicated for Rafua Shlema, for our dear friend Michal Yona Ben Lea, who's undergoing uh, serious surgery this morning. Should have a speedy and painless and full uh, Rafua Shlema. We are on the sixth chapter of Mesilas Tisharim. The Ramcha, we've moved on from Zahiras, a life of mindfulness and consciousness and vigilance and cautiousness, to a life of Zurizus, alacrity, zeal, enthusiasm, an energized way not only to start our day, but Zurizus shouldn't wane throughout the day. Got to end the day with Zurizus too. Follow through and complete whatever it is that we promise and pledge that we're going to start out. If you remember last week, the Ramchal began the sixth chapter, the Midah of Zrizos, by telling us that we have two qualities. When we're trying to acquire a character trait, when we're trying to improve our lives, when we're trying to be the best version of ourselves, we have Sur Mirav Asetov. On the one hand, we avoid the negative. On the other, we pursue the positive. And noted the Ramchal, which order? First, we identify the obstacles, the impediments, the negative, and we eliminate them. First we say, I eat late at night. I eat the wrong things. I'm going to not, not go to a restaurant or a simcha starving hungry. First we eliminate the obstacles and then asetov, we add the exercise to our repertoire. Because you're exercising, you're not eating right, you undo all the exercise. First, first sur meirah and then asetov. So zahiras was the sur meirah. Vigilance, cautiousness, mindfulness, always being aware of the obstacles and impediments in our life. What causes me to lose my temper? What causes me to be impatient? What causes me to be jealous and envious? I identify the things and I eliminate them. And now I'm ready for Zrizus to pursue what's positive, what I care about with zeal and alacrity. So we're the second paragraph of Perek Vav. Just like you need great incisiveness and foresight, you need intelligence and brilliance in order to escape the trappings of the Sahara, in order to avoid and flee from evil. Now you think we're smart people. Why do I need to be so smart to avoid that which undermines or compromises my life? The Ramchal says elsewhere because in truth we're smart and we're advanced and in truth we have a Tzalem Elohim but at the same time we really are quite pathetic. We're pathetic. The very things that we know hurt us not only do we fail to avoid, we struggle not to pursue. The things that undermine our relationships, the things that undermine our health, the things that undermine our well-being, the things that undermine our physical, mental, spiritual, emotional wellness, not only do we struggle to avoid them, we struggle not to pursue them. So you'd think, why is it so hard to run from Ra? The truth is, Ra is running after us. We have to prevent the Yetzirah's domination over us. You don't only have to be smart and thoughtful and insightful in order to avoid the negative. You have to apply the same intelligence and analysis and strategic thinking in order to acquire the good. There are mitzvahs, there are habits that we want to form. I wrote an article, I just put it up this morning, about three minutes a day. Three minutes a day. There's over 1,400 minutes in our day. Three of them, if you do this thing, it'll change your entire day. Three minutes a day. But it takes energy and effort. No matter if we see the benefit of those three minutes, we forget. Inertia kicks in. It's hard. 
So we need the Yetzer Tov, we need to strategically think, not just to avoid the bad, but in order to identify the good and strategize, how am I going to exercise? How am I going to eat right? How am I going to be patient? How will I observe and perform Torah and mitzvot? What will get me to shul on time and help me not talk? What will help me do mitzvot? between me and man and me and God. Just in the same way that the Yitzhara works, its influence through subterfuge, it lures man into the net of transgression. Chait is mistake. It lures us in. The Yitzhara works the exact same way to convince us that, you know what, you were up late, you worked hard, stay asleep, it's okay for you to miss Minion. You know, you're a little envious, a little jealous, you cut corners on your taxes, you weren't entirely honest in business, but you give a lot of tzedakah, but you pay full tuition, full membership, so it's okay. The Yetzirah tries to get us to do the bad, and it also tries to prevent us from acquiring and doing the good. Says the Ramchal, inertia kicks in. We can have the best plans. We can identify the best goals. We can envision and picture the best version of ourselves. And we need mindfulness not only to avoid the negative, but we need strategic thinking and mindfulness to pursue the positive. How many of us set goals and pursue them with abandon? Pursue a goal. The goal could be in our health, weight loss, exercise, a half marathon, a marathon, a biking Whatever the goal is, the goal could be in learning. I want to complete a mesechta. I want to listen to a shir every day. I want to finish Tanakh. Whatever the goal is in learning, the positive goal could be in mitzvahs. You know, I'm really ready to start wearing tzitzis. I struggle with it. I want to wear tzitzis every day. I want to make communion not only in the morning, but in the evening. In any area, if we don't identify what is it we want to do, and we don't come up with a plan how to do it, and we don't apply ourselves with zrizis, zeal and alacrity, the Yetzirah will get us. And here's the thing. The Ramchal describes, how does the Yetzirah get us? It's interesting. I had coffee last week from someone not from our community. I'm not just saying that so you don't try to figure out who it is, because there are people like this in our community. They're actually not from our community. Who is in the program, the 12-step program. They've been in recovery for many years, over a decade. And they're explaining to me, I've learned so much in my own life from listening to people who work the program. Because we're all in recovery and we all struggle with addictions. Some of them society has labeled and have stigmas and others it doesn't. But we all have what to learn from the program. So he said to me, in the program they describe addiction as cunning and conniving. It's part of the language in the program. Why is it cunning and conniving? Because I asked him, you know, it's X years later, it's more than a decade later. You ever have a taiva, you ever have a temptation, you want to reach for that drink, you want to order that beer or that cocktail, you want to walk into that bar. So he said, in the program they say the Yetzirah, the, the drive for addiction, it's cunning and conniving. What does that mean? It means if you're in recovery, so that voice inside you never says, have a drink, open a bottle. You're good. You won't slip down the slippery slope. You're fine now. You've recovered. It never tells you that because it knows you're strong. And it knows you'll reject it outright. So it's cunning and conniving. What it does is it says, you're alone and you're lonely. It brings you into a place in which you don't have your support system. It makes you have thoughts and anxiety and fear and worry and doubt. What the Yetzirah or that addiction does is, it puts you in a vulnerable place so that your guard is down. So that you don't have what it takes to overcome the urge that is confronting you. It doesn't come directly. It's much smarter than that. It comes in an indirect way and ambushes you. It tells you you're alone, you're lonely, no one really cares, this doesn't really matter, you deserve it. It plants all kinds of ideas and fears and worries in your head. 
And what's true for addiction is true for every Yetzirah. It's what the Ramchal is describing. Yetzirah is conniving. Yetzirah is cunning. It's smart. And, and by the way, he said that's how in recovery, what you're trained to learn is to understand that when you go to that place and you hear those voices, that's not the best part of you telling you that. That is that Yetzirah. It's disguising itself. It's coming at you in a cunning way. Don't listen. Don't let down your guard. Understand? That's not the best part of you telling you that. It's the worst part of you. And that exact message is true in every area of Yetzirah and in Torah and Mitzvah. That's what Ramchal is describing. That the Yetzirah works. It's cunning and conniving. It gets you to a vulnerable place and it makes your guard down. And then when you're vulnerable, that's when it strikes. And that's true in the world of the Yetzirah. It's true when it's trying to get us to do the wrong thing. But it's also true in the area of the Yetzirah Tov when it's trying to prevent us from doing the right things. And the way to overcome it, what we'll continue with next week, is when we apply ourselves in life with zrizus, zeal and alacrity and energy, when we have excitement, when we're willing to bulldoze over anything that's in our way. I can't go to sleep. I didn't learn my Mishnah. I didn't do the daf. I didn't learn my parak of Tanakh. I can't go to sleep. I didn't daven my minchamar. I promised I'm going to daven every day. I can't. When we bulldoze, not only the way we wake up in the morning, we go to sleep bulldozing. I didn't say my Kriyash Malamita. I didn't spend a little time with each of my children. I didn't spend meaningful time with my spouse. When we bulldoze our way with zeal, with zrizus, then we can overcome the cunning and conniving Yitzhahara, which is trying to put us in a vulnerable spot. Mirza Shem will pick up with this next week.